morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. Fourteen twenty in the morning for the December 29th, 2022. Brought to you by Manscaped and Manscaped.com. Use promo code 1420SCAPED at Manscaped.com or .ca today and get 20% off all your men's grooming products and free shipping that comes along with that at Manscaped.com. 1420SCAPED. Uh, still have the West Coast affiliate out here in Parksville, BC, leaving tomorrow, but uh, a little bit of a late start this morning, got a got comfy spot in the bed and didn't want to move, but had some breakfast, watched some hockey, but we thought we'd uh, get this show out to you guys for your listening pleasure, for your maybe your commute home. If you're on the East Coast, man, it's already at 2 o'clock out there, 11 o'clock here in, on the West Coast, but anyways, we thought we'd start to talk some hockey as we usually do this time of year. The World Junior Tournament's going, uh, it was the Connor Bedard Show, 14 Canada last night, we all know the Bedard story. He's the uh, wonder kid, uh, 17 years old, from Vancouver, B.C. He's uh, putting up points in the Western Hockey League with Regina Pat, selling buildings out all over uh, Western Canada. Whenever the, the Bedard Show shows up, you got to get your tickets because it's, it's, it's must-watch hockey. This uh, I don't know if he's a generational talent or if he's a... Uh, a franchise player or a superstar or what he's going to be, but he uh, definitely is putting up some big numbers uh, at the World Junior Tournament. Yeah, it was seven points last night against a, a weaker Germany op- uh, opponent, but you still got to you gotta do it. And he looked like he's a real deal. He made a couple passes last night. The the, the one no-look pass, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, take a look on on all the highlight packages if you if you get a chance, because it, it was something to behold the way this kid was dominating. He has a nose to the net, and he's quite good. Uh, definitely, The kid is definitely talented, like I said. Uh, but tanking for a hockey player, I don't I don't know if that's the uh, the wisest thing to do. You, you have a lot of teams. You got uh, you know Chicago's, Montreal, Phoenix, Ottawa, Philly, Columbus, Anaheim, and the like of, of those teams that are uh, kind of vying for a kid that you don't know what you're going to get when it's all said and done. Because what could uh, you don't know um, if he's going to. You need more than one guy for a hockey team. You need more than one guy to, to win championships. Uh, you ask a team like Edmonton year after year when they were getting those first overall picks with uh, Taylor Halls, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Naila Yakupov, and now McDavid, and it with uh, with not very much uh, playoff success over the years with, with, with those first overall picks. Yes, this Bedard kid is supposed to be better, obviously, than Yakupov, but the, all these other guys that uh, the Oilers haven't had a whole bunch of success with these first overall picks, with tanking and the like, and, and, and going out and getting a guy, like you look at McDavid, they already had a guy in place with Leon Dreisaitl, so they already had their one punch and they haven't had much success with that the the thing is with the, with tanking it worked for the philadelphia or no for not the philadelphia flyers the chicago blackhawks when they got kane and taze but they also had a, a, a norris uh, trophy win, winning defenseman or future Nor- norris trophy winning defenseman a future hall of fame guy in duncan keith on the on the back end so that was that was part of the success that you had with chicago with with the pittsburgh penguins you had Sidney crosby obviously a generational player a guy that put up big numbers everybody knew he was going to when he playing for Ramuski when he was playing in junior he was a even when he was at Chatuck St. Mary's as a uh, as a Bantam hockey player before he went to Ramuski everybody knew that Crosby was a generational guy but you also had Evgeny Melkin on the on, on the on the on the roster already and then you had Chris Letang and they had a goaltender that allowed them to win a Stanley Cup or two or three or whatever it's been so tanking 
I don't know if uh, if fan bases uh, will like that very much. It's a tough thing to do. It's a tough thing to sell to your fan base that we're going to be bad. We aren't going to be successful. We're going to try to to get as bad as we can and and set and you, how to, you sell that to your fan base. It's got to be a tricky thing because um, nobody wants to go to a game to to uh, see their team lose. That's not a thing. You don't pay pay for tickets. You don't wear your jersey. You don't buy beers. You don't do do, do pay for the parking. The whole bit because it's an expensive venture and to. Uh, to go to a game hoping for your team to lose doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. And you can see the crowds in Montreal, Ottawa. I mean, who cares about Phoenix they, they, or Arizona, I guess they're called, the Arizona State Coyotes. Uh, nobody cares about those teams, that team out in Arizona a whole bunch. So their uh, their bottom line isn't affected a whole bunch by ticket sales. But you see these other other teams, like you're, you you uh, to sell that to your, your fan base that you're going to lose, that you're going to be crappy for a hockey player who's 17 years old and putting the weight of, of a franchise on a on an unproven commodity. Is there a chance he's going to be great? Yes. Is there a chance he might not be? Yeah, there absolutely is. I mean, you, you look at a guy like uh, this a, a long, long time ago, but you look at a guy who went first overall, scored 200-plus points in the in the in the Quebec Junior League by a guy by the name of Alexander Daig, that didn't turn out well for, for Ottawa at all. That means it's a different, it's a different era and a different thing. But the thing is, if you're putting that kind of pressure onto a kid and he doesn't deliver, that's pretty tough pill for a fan base to swallow. And uh, to, like I said, to expect people to buy tickets on a daily basis, weekly basis, a couple times a, a year, season tickets, the whole bit, uh, and t- and saying we're, that we're going to lose, I don't know how much I like it. Problem is, is, you don't want to get stuck in that mediocrity thing we talk about all the time, Look like the Vancouver Canucks have been. And playing some better hockey as of late, but to, you don't want to get stuck in that mediocrity base where you're just good enough and just good enough. You make a playoffs, you might win a round, and then you you, you don't do anything forever because he, it, no, there's no hope for a championship in in Vancouver this year. And they're going to probably probably lose some players. Bo Horvath's probably leaving, and so then you got to start it all over again. So is breaking it down completely the way to go? I don't know because you, you look at a team like they, they ended up uh, in T- Tampa with Stamkos when they got the first overall pick with him. It's worked out well with him, but they also ended up getting a really good goaltender and they ended up getting some really good defensemen in Victor and Victor Hedman. So you, you have to have that one-two punch, that one-two-three punch actually, or even the fourth guy. You can't expect one guy to do it all. And it's for for the pressure he put on a on a 17-year-old kid wherever he's he's going and he's going first overall. There was a there was no doubt like earlier in the season there was a few articles you read in the in the hockey news and this, that prospect thing that this Fantilli kid uh, that plays at Michigan, that he was supposed to be the next coming of and, and, and the like, he's a, he's a, he's a good player. He's not a great player. He looks a little overmatched at times in the first two games, this tournament, uh, He's playing at Matt Michigan, playing his higher higher competition. Some a lot of older guys that play college hockey compared to what Bedard's playing, but there's no doubt that Bedard's going first overall. So we'll we'll stop that talk a hundred percent. But uh, he's a generational guy. I hate using that term generational till you see it. Uh, but you you end up just ask Edmonton. Like I said, ask Edmonton how they feel because they've gone through a lot of tanks. They've gone through the whole bit. Uh, then you look at a team like Toronto. Toronto tanked and, and they ended up getting. Uh, they ended up getting a guy by the name of Austin Matthews. They still haven't won around. They have Matthews, Marner, Nylander. They went out and signed Tavares. There's been a lot of pain over the years in Toronto, and they haven't won a, uh, a playoff round since uh, since 04 and, and the like. So tanking for a player isn't always the easiest thing. It's not a guarantee that you're going to win any, anything because there's still a lot of NHL teams that are really good. A uh, place that Bedard might go, we have that that second that might might help out. Well, you already have that second guy, a, a really skilled player, is a place like Anaheim with that Trevor Zegers kid, another highly skilled player, but it's a different game now, so maybe that's 
that's a place where Bedard could end up and it might help them. But be careful what you ask for, fans, because you, you, and like the one thing I'd like to know is how ownership or how a general manager or the, the management group goes to the ownership group and says, hey, we're going to lose for a couple of years to try to get this kid that we don't know anything about. We think he's going to be really good, but we're going to lose and the building's going to be empty. You're not going to get parking. You're not going to get beer sales. You're not going to get hot dog sales and the like uh, Jersey, like the whole bit. So you wonder how a general manager would go to a team and say, Hey, we're, let's, or, or to the ownership and say, cause owners like money. They like money a lot. And to, for an owner to, uh, to agree to something like this in just the hopes that you're going to win a championship because championships bring money for a long time. And it gives your, it gives your, uh, your fan base uh, a reprieve and it gives the, the general manager a bit of a reprieve for a few years. If you have a, a banner hanging in the rafters. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens where Bedard ends up going. Uh, he's, he's going to be a, a really good player. Is he a franchise guy, he's a generational guy who knows, but it's going to be interesting to watch the, how it all pans out. Canada's got uh, should be an easy one tonight with Austria. He's probably going to put up a, a few more points tonight and then get to the the higher echelons of the World Junior um, uh, scoring guys, uh, guys by the name of Lindros and the like that put up some big numbers in their World Junior days. So it's uh, been an interesting tournament so far. There's been a lot of great games, a lot of upsets. If you're a hockey person down in the States and you, and you don't know much about the World Junior Tournament, find it on the NHL Network and give it a watch because these kids uh, from all over the world are giving it their all and it's a lot of fun to watch. Anyways, there's my take on tanking. I, I don't know if I'd like it as a fan. I don't know if I would go to a game as a fan because it, it just it, it smells because you don't have any guarantees that, uh, that anything's going to happen and the fortunes of your team are going to uh, are going to change because every team is only one injury away from your superstar not being there ever again anymore and hockey's a pretty fast and violent game that could go sideways pretty quick. Anyways, there's my there's my diatribe today for 1420 in the morning. Uh, happy birthday today to Devon White, born on this day in Kingston, Jamaica, uh, 1962. Played for six Major League Baseball teams, three-time World Series champion, two with the Toronto Blue Jays. I forgot he got that third one with Miami. I was doing some research on this earlier. Uh, two with Toronto. He was he was the W in Whamco. White, Alomar, Molitor, Carter, Olerud. And next year they added Ricky Henderson. Who will ever forget that catch that uh, Devon White made in uh, the, the 92 World Series against Atlanta, right up against the wall, that big catch, the whole bit, and then it should have been a triple play. The umpire blew blew the call at uh, at second with Kelly Gruber, tagged the guy, and they called him safe, but that's a whole other story for another day. But no, he was a great, great uh, postseason guy, uh, fast on, on the – and. A-plus defender. So happy birthday to Devon White, born on this day in Kingston, Jamaica in 1962. And on this day uh, in 1984, Wayne Gretzky scored six points versus Detroit. It was his 100th point in the 35th game, second fastest in NHL history uh, by some other guy named Gretzky who did it one game quicker the year before in 34 games. You put things in perspective a little bit, McDavid has uh, 67 points in 36 games right now. So you put, it really puts things in perspective that Gretzky had that many points in such a short period of time two three four years in a row the numbers that guy put up on a yearly basis were unbelievable anyways we got a a best of clip coming up here that we're going to put the rest of the show together uh, today, tomorrow kind of deal. Jimmy Valentine, we took him to the ferry yesterday. He got away. He's having a, a nice time. Uh, it was nice to see him. And he's our sound guy. Makes us sound good on a daily basis. But we got a best of clip uh, from the summer. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. I think you guys all know the story. He uh, tested positive for uh, band. 
a banned substance. He tried to deny it and different things and this, that, this and that. And he was saying it wasn't, it wasn't steroids. So, and Dave had his uh, 1420, Dave had his thoughts on the whole process. So it was quite a, a funny clip and Dave got uh, a little revved up about it. Uh, so we had some laughs there. I found the clip yesterday. It'll be up there. Uh, we have our best of show coming up. The schedule is set. Like I said yesterday, Jim's going to be put to work. I'm going to be put to work. Got a lot of stuff going on, but we're going for it in the new year. Like we haven't uh, gone for it before. So we got hoping for big things for the 1420 sports pod, pod sports bar podcast and the uh the group of shows that we got going on here anyway so here's the best of clip from dave from the summer of uh of, of 2022 and remember everybody it doesn't matter where you are it's who you're with if you're going to a game this weekend make sure you use promo code 1420 pod at seat geek puts a couple bucks in our pockets and you, you'll save yourself 20 bucks as well have a good day folks and we will talk to you later on tonight And you're the GM. So you text Tatis. And then Tatis, the phone rings, uh, FTG, FTJR. You answer the phone. What, what are your first rings? What are your first words? Yeah. I are you fucking 10 years old? Do I got to treat you like a motherfucking child? What the fuck do we have to do with you? You ride around in the fucking uh, winter, hurt yourself on a motorcycle. You haven't you played fucking, this year. You haven't played this year. You you hurt yourself doing something that you weren't supposed to do. We gave you four hundred fucking million dollars. We loaded up. We traded away. You're our face of the franchise, and then you do this motherfucking yes. shit. Yeah. Are you fucking playing me for a fucking fool? Did I make a mistake? No, yep. coach. Why are you getting so mad? I'm getting so mad because I just fucking traded away, guys. And I'm, I'm, going going to, I'm going to lose my job because you're an idiot. I, and I'm going to fucking yell at you for a little bit. Because you know what? I ain't paying you right now, so you might as well put this phone in your fucking ear and let me chew your so ass out. For a the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network.